Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Manning Angelina. Happy birthday to you. I don't think it's neither one of us. No, it's not mine. It was mine a couple of weeks ago. Oh, so okay, maybe. good. Happy belated. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Giovanni. Thank you, Manny. It's great to have you. You too. It's a, it's a funny story of how we met, and, yeah. uh, and then now you're here on the show, which is great. Uh, we're going to have a really cool show. We're going to talk about life coaching. We're going to talk about marriage coaching. We're going to talk about couples coaching. Cool. So there are three different types of coaching, right? You don't approach it the same way. Interesting that you say that. There are three different distinct uh, types of coaching, but they overlap. Okay. You know what I mean? Because when you talk about in a relationship, if it's marriage, any, any type of relationship, you're bringing yourself. Yes. And I believe it's the strength of each person as the base. And then we discuss the relationship. Some people do it like, you know, they're going to discuss the relationship, but it's like you have to first make sure that each person is secure in themselves. Each person has certain. Oh, we got lots to talk about. Okay. We're <laughs> going we're gonna to talk. Let me do a few shout outs. I totally forgot on the last show, so I'll give him credit. Fabio. So just because I got the cameras there. FNN work working. Here you go. Thanks, Fabio. I was wearing your tea. I'm just throwing it on the ground right now, so deal with it. And then I'm wearing <laughs> sustainment uh, because we had the boys in here and nice. we're doing their show, uh, sustainment construction. That show is going to be coming out soon. That's it. So now I want to give your deets out. So it's www.inspireyourselflc.org. And then to reach uh, Giovanni is inspireyourselflc at gmail.com. And then on IG, you can find them at life underscore coach underscore Toronto. And then also his phone number is 647-231-5727. I want to begin with couples coaching because I, listen, I've been in relationships and I guess when things get rocky, it's always like, let's go see somebody. It's never about, should I go see somebody? Mm. It's always like the, the collective, the two people go and see somebody to discuss that relationship. So it's interesting that you started the show by talking about you as the individual first. Yeah. Why is that? I think what makes a relationship a great relationship, the basis is when both people are secure. Period. Why like, do we lose that security? So that, that's the basis of my coaching, especially okay. the life coaching. Everybody's already secure. I believe everybody already has high self-love. Everybody's already secure. It's the conditioning that we get that blocks us from expressing like what's natural to us. And that conditioning is coming from what? From how you were raised, yeah. how you had other relationships, how your friends think a relationship should be? Is it all like everything? So taking like, a st like the base of it, it's... It's how you were raised and what you hear around you and the decisions you make going along the way. Is there a disconnection when you start paying attention to how social media is dictating what a relationship is or how movies dictate a relationship is? Yeah. So again, I don't, I think, I think relationship comes secondary. Okay. It's primary the person. So I think social media, so I don't like to blame social media because I think it's, I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> In the sense, if you feel good about yourself, no app is going to you know, change that. It can influence you, but the basis is you. You know what I mean? Uh, but what social media does is it builds up this, this significance uh, need that I'm, I'll talk about like, throughout the whole show. There's six human needs, and we all have a need to feel significant, special, needed, wanted. Because we think that if we're significant, 
we're going to earn uh, love and connection. Okay. Which is what we really want. Yeah. Does that make sense? It 100% right. makes sense. So everybody wants to be cool and good looking and this and then look this way, look that way, that, that way. And social media gives you that platform to blow that up. But is that wrongfully connected to being high value? Could you rephrase the question? Me, well, meaning we want to be significant. So we try to make ourselves seem bigger and better and more desirable than what we really are. So we portray a false image of who we are online to attract someone. They think you're significant. So then they think you're a high value person. I want to be with that person, but that's just a portrayal. Yeah. (laughs) So how does one get in and out of that trap? Because I guess it becomes a, um, a couple's relationship catfishing, so to speak. Like everyone always has a persona. We're not the same person that we yeah. are when we first meet somebody. And then when the layers unfold. I was talking about this with my friend yesterday. She goes, everybody kind of does that to an extent. They kind of like uh, chameleon themselves. Yes. And that's natural. The, the truth is that we have different personalities, uh, but we don't tell ourselves that because if we tell ourselves that, we're going to feel like we're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth is that we have different personalities. But the question is, how much do you do that? You know what I mean? Should you do that? No. So should you just like, this is me. Yeah. That's all. This yeah. is me. Yeah. But nobody does that. Yeah, because people think that something's wrong with them. If they're being truthful? Yeah. Like they think something's wrong with them. But hasn't society taught us um, not to be attractive to the this is me people? that they're open and they're honest and they're sharing and they're not as high valued, so to speak, as other desirable people. So they, they're concerned that, like it's easier for a woman to find somebody than it is a man to find somebody, right? Like we can kind of agree on that. What do you mean by that? Well, it's just like men have fewer picks to connect with. Women have more picks to connect with. Yeah, that's true. Right? But are, there, are, are they quality picks? That's, I think, <laughs> comes with age. You start realizing all those things that were so superficial when you're younger and you're just starting to date yeah. have no value or meaning right. when you right. get older, when you want to start to connect, right? Like, I, I've gone through this. I mean, in the 20s, you go through a certain type of person you're related to, you're connected with. Then as you grow older, you're like, all these little things that I added value to yeah. mean shit to me now. Right. I do not care about Like, me personally, and I'll share this, is that... If you can't communicate with me, yeah. whether you're a man or a woman, whatever, I lose interest in you. Yeah. If you can't like carry a conversation about, I'm not saying that I want to be um, confrontational. Yeah. I'm not talking about, let's have some really dynamic conversations about political and all this. I'm not talking about that shit like that. I'm just talking about what are your interests, yeah. whether how you grew up, where your family is from. How, what made you as a person? Like, why are you like, why do you like this? Why do you like red M&Ms instead of blue m and Like, shit like that. Like, what makes you unique, right? So it's just like, I only eat Hershey Kisses or Maltesers. That's all I eat, right? So it's like, there's thousands of different kinds of chocolates, but those are the ones, why? Why is it that I go to, to, to those ones? So when you get older, those stupid details that we were so hung up on, they, they're not there. Yeah, 100%. In your 20s and 30s, you're more focused on significance, especially your 20s. Yes. And then you kind of try to bring that into your 30s. <laughs> so in your 20s, it's the guy that's, you know, working hard. He's, 
you know, making it big in a business, in his suit, uh, you know, making money. He's the man, uh, you know, he's working out. He wants big muscles and whatever, like, that, like for, for the significance part. And then the girl, she's, you know, dressing a certain way and you could go to a club and just see it. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't want to talk bad about women. I'm just saying that's, that's what a lot of them do, even though they're not like that. That's what they do. Well, both sexes. And they both, be, I'm saying they're both doing yeah, that. They, yeah, they use physical. Yeah. To begin the conversation. Yes. Physical. And it's also like, you know, guys will talk about themselves or the money they're making or the job or whatever. So they're doing it. Yeah. Phys- surface level stuff. Is it harder for later on? Because I want to go through the whole gambit of life. Right. So in statistically speaking, right. Marriages are not lasting. Relationships are not lasting. Right. People spend more time with the lease of a car than they do in a relationship these days, which is totally sad. I'm not joking. Like you can get a 48 month lease and the car never breaks down. You can always bring it back and fix it and that's it. Then you give it back and you're done. But the relationship is ending even before that car lease is done, right? So it's just what happens when you think you found the right person. It's not working out. It didn't work out. But you chose to get married. You chose to have children. Didn't work out. And now you've got to split, right? So I guess there's so many questions to ask you is how do you salvage that? How do you rekindle it? Should you rekindle it? So many things like that. And then you start all over again with the dating when you're in your 30s, when you're in your 40s. And now you're a single dad, mom, you know, ex-husband, wife. um, And now you're back on the market and now you're dating again. And all of a sudden that's how you get certain older apps that are catered towards older people trying to reconnect with older people. Right. Right. So I'm trying to say there was like a few questions. Well, there's a shitload (laughs) of questions. I mean, there's all kinds. I guess let's let's stay with the beginning parts and we can just work our way through it. But yeah, it's just like, okay, so dating and just, we start with the physical, you know, and we In your 20s mostly. Yeah. That's like more important in your 20s and to a point in your 30s. And I'm not saying it's just, it's not just physical, it's the surface. I don't know if it's even surface level things, because it makes, it makes evolutionary sense. Yes. In the sense, you know, if a woman is uh, healthy, if she's young and healthy, she has a better chance at bearing children. Yes. So it makes sense. If a guy, if a man is physically strong and making a lot of money, it makes sense because he's providing resources. Now, for anybody that's watching, I'm not saying women cannot provide resources as well. Yeah, I don't yeah want, no, I, for sure. This isn't like a, yeah, a yeah. battle, but I'm saying traditionally it's, it's set up that way, you know? Um, or it is like that way, evolutionary. So it makes sense. And in your 30s, the guy's kind of building more. It's, the woman could do it too, but I'm saying, I think a guy's mindset is more, okay, build my business, getting ready for the family. The woman starts, you know, I, I even have clients where, in their 30s, you could tell they just, they want kids now. They just, they're feeling it. Physically, they're feeling it. And then I think in your 40s, you start going, oh my God, I've worked so hard. I've built my life. I've built, you know, fi- finances. I'm still working, obviously, but there's got to be something more to life. And that's where like love and connection comes in more. Um, and you'll, he'll, you're, you'll hear women say this all the time. And I think, you know, I know you're going to ask me the questions later, but some guys are still in the mode, like, I got to work, I got to work, I got to work. And the woman's like, that's great. I love the financial support. I also need some connection with you, hon. <laughs> right? And they start valuing that more. And also for dating, women in their 40s will search more for loving connection rather than significance. Why do couples, men and women, stop, I call it dating? Like when they're in the relationship yeah. and it just becomes routine. Yeah. It, it becomes almost, it was interesting, it was a conversation I was having where it's like, the couple was so interested in asking their kids how they were 
and they kept on forgetting how to ask themselves how they were. Right. At what point does that happen and why does it happen? Good question. Well, the kids is a big thing because now you have to like- Their world is around them. Yeah, their world's around them. And a lot of people, especially, no, I think both sexes do it. I know women, they feel like they have to sacrifice themselves. That's a big pattern with them. I have to sacrifice myself for the kids. And I hate the word sacrifice. I like the word using everything you you have to help. Mm -hmm. But sacrifice is like you're cutting a part of yourself. Is the way I see it. But men do it as well. Like I'm going to go to work and work long hours and work hard to provide for my kids. So I think it's everything is, is like for somebody else. So they're not focused on each other. Another thing is what creates attraction is when they're, what creates co- comfortability is certainty. Okay. I know everything about my wife. She knows everything about me. And that's great. You also need some variety. You also need some attraction. And you know, you could tell me from your experience or, you know, things you've seen, you're most attracted when you first see that girl and she's in doing her thing. And you're yep. like, wow, who's that? And it might not just be her looks, but the way she's acting. And then you first talk to her and you can't wait to see her again. Yep. Same, thing, same thing with a guy. Oh, my God, he's in his element. You know, he's, he's doing construction or his podcast or whatever. Wow. So sometimes couples, they're too close. Okay. And they need some separation. Go out with your friends. Do your things. Without the insecurities. Of the then, partner? Yeah, of the other partner. Yeah, because all of a sudden, if he or she is going out more or spending, trying to, because they want to be happy. They just want to enjoy their life and go out and do something. But they're not doing it with their partner. Right. So then there could be some insecurities that come up. To yeah, so that's where, that's why I said that. Being secure, that's where it starts from. Yeah. You shouldn't have, like... There's, there's natural jealousy, but that's different. But if it's like you're going out with your friends and somebody's like insecure about that, that's where you need that personal coaching. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's interesting because the thing is that I've never been to the point where I've been so insecure that I'm concerned that they may do something that right. they shouldn't do. Right. Because the bottom line is if I, my thought process is that if they do, they didn't really value what you had with them. So right. basically, that's where it's like the relationship is over. My lease is up next year. Like exactly. that's just basically it, right? Yep, so, I agree. but that happens. I think it happens too frequently these days because it's too easy to start that whole process again. Where I guess you start getting that connection, and now you're not in that relationship. You see somebody else, and you're attracted to them. And yeah. Now you're starting scratch, fresh, new, somebody different, and now you start that whole dating process again. Yeah, but you know what it is? It's it's not that. It's because in the relationship, your needs are not getting met. Yes. And it could even be two needs are not getting met. Like four could be getting met, but two aren't. And you're seeing that too with somebody else. For example, my husband is great. There's, uh, you know, he provides the finances. I feel very comfortable. I feel certain. Um, you know, I get to contribute I, I'm, uh, to my kids. I'm growing with my kids. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But it's not fun anymore. There's no variety anymore. Someone comes along and they're energetic and there's variety. All of a sudden they're like, oh, because they're yearning for that. That's what I've been missing. That's what they've been missing. And I don't think it's that. Like, I don't think people want to cheat. I don't think people want to leave a relationship with somebody who has good traits, <laughs> somebody they love. They don't want to leave it, I don't, in, my, in my opinion. But they need to meet their needs. And they're not getting variety from this guy. And this guy's getting more and more boring. Or even the girl. Even the woman's getting more and more, you know, stale. So what is the basic 
reason why someone would cheat is because of that. Their needs are not being met. Their needs are not being met, yeah. Whether you're a man or a woman, it's just your needs are not being met. So that's why it goes back to all of a sudden you have a life, you start a marriage, you start a family, everything is about other people and not you, and then you realize my needs are not being met. Yes. So now it's time for me to cheat. But like, why not speak to your significant other and go, listen, my needs are not being met. It's as simple as that, as cheesy as that may sound. Is that stupid to say that? Yeah. No, it's not. Okay. The basis is to always communicate. Yeah. In an open, honest way. One, some people don't feel comfortable communicating, which is such a pity. And that's what I help some people with because they've been taught that if they share vulnerably what they're thinking and what they're feeling, they're going to be shut down somehow. That's a, that's, they could they could have got that from their parents, from especially men. Yeah. And I think that's what this podcast is also about today. Yeah. Uh, Men can't, you know, be vulnerable. They can't say, I miss you. They can't. That's bad. Why not? Society? Yeah, it's, it's such a stupid belief. I, I, I even have trouble talking about it. I have a funny feeling that as much as I never really saw it between my old school parents, <laughs> they may not have said the things that were attached to the marriage, right. like the needs, but I think that they would have felt it. You know what I mean by that? They voice it, you're saying? Yeah, I don't think they ever voiced it. I I don't think that, like, my parents were not romantic people that per se. They wouldn't say, I miss you and all this other stuff. But I think just by old school way of being in a marriage and that old European mentality of how you're a team. So it's like the other person is is an extension of you. So they they would have felt the needs between the two of them and not expressed verbally the needs between the two of them. But that doesn't go on today, does it? What I don't see it. What doesn't go on today? Like feeling the needs. And acting in accordance to that? Yeah. Um, like I guess it's like, okay, it's, uh, how do I try to explain it? I'm trying to explain it. So let's say you're living with somebody and every day is a certain way. Like especially if you're in a marriage and you have family and all this other stuff. Like Monday through Friday is a certain way. Saturday, Sunday is a certain way. And maybe there's something that's going on that's frustrating one or both or what have you, right? So whatever. Let's say for whatever reason, a tradesman comes home, takes his work boots off, and leaves it on a counter or something like that. And that's just a routine of what he does. It's cute for her in the beginning of the relationship because he was a tradesperson at that time, tradesman, and he did that and she thought it was cute. Hardworking boots, hardworking man, hardworking everything. But now that cuteness is not cute anymore. So she's wanting to tell him, don't put your boots on the counter. Right. But maybe one day he wakes up and sees her and how she reacts side-eye-wise, you know what I mean? And then he just consciously doesn't put the boots on there. Right. So he's fulfilled her need without even saying it and she's received it so i think that's how the old school european Mm. parents were like right you know what i mean and i don't think i see that today i think today is almost like he or she or both would have to say we need to go see a therapist we we need to go see a coach and i'm like all i really want you to do is just not put the boots on the counter right (laughs) i did but i didn't want to tell you to not put the boots on the counter you know what i mean yeah there's a lot of nonverbal communication in a successful relationship. Yes. That's where I'm going with it. And you're saying like nowadays people don't pick up on that? No. Good, good point. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not the expert. I'm just basing it off of my own relationships, right? 
So it's like I, I, yeah. there's things that I've done that I've caught that I feel that I understand, and then I stop doing it, right? Because I'm like, okay, that's pissing them off. So then they would notice that, okay, well, I, and then they bring it up later, which is always an interesting conversation, right? So they're like, okay, I really like that you, no, like you did that, and I noticed it. Yes. So that's you feeling the needs of them. Right. I also think communication is always best because sometimes you're doing something that you think helps, but it's not. 100%. So that's why communication on both ends. I would say something like, okay, well, I, you, you could just remove the boots, but if it's like many things, it could be, honey, I'm noticing that, you know, you're not really liking this. I just want to make sure that, okay, awesome. I'll take it off. Right. And she'd be like, you know, thanks for, for noticing communication. that. Kind of thing. So Sometimes we do actions like that, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But communication, it's always clear. Because I guess when you get older, it's it's like you can you can technically always say, "I've never had a successful relationship." Right. Unless you're an old couple and you're literally on your deathbed, then you had one final successful relationship. It doesn't mean it's successful just because it went on a long time. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest like (laughs) misconception. Yeah. Because there's a point sometimes in a lot of relationships. I don't think that that point is going to be shrunken these days because people will get out of a marriage probably in their last 10 years of their life and saying, I don't want to end up end my life with this person. Right. Right. So it's like, you can't ask another person what's a successful relationship because technically speaking, I've never had one. Even the relationship that I'm currently in, it may not last, which then again becomes an unsuccessful relationship. Yes. Yeah. But you still learn your lessons from it. Yeah. So it's like, you, how, how do you make a successful relationship by communication? That's a, that's a part of it. Okay, and what are that's the other part parts? Because communication doesn't mean it's successful, but at least everything gets on the table. So you say either, okay, this direction or that direction. It could be that that's good. We figured out we're not compatible. <laughs> yeah. That's why communication is important. What are the other? I think it always starts. Okay. It starts with yourself and being secure. I always say for myself, I will only, only, only date somebody who's secure, period. And I mean, overall secure. I mean, we all have our little things. <laughs> it doesn't mean you have to be, yeah. you know, a piece of steel or whatever. No, I'm just saying like, even I might have my things or whatever, but I'm saying overall secure being able to communicate, being able to trust, being able to, you know, be with each other. So many people, they either, they're either uh, like anxious towards it. Oh my God, like me, like me, like me. Or some people, when they get close, it's so weird. They back away. Because they're concerned about what? being Because they're rejected. scared that, yeah, they're scared they're going to get hurt again. Because sometime in their past, they were close to somebody. They had a lot of feelings. They were innocent and the person hurt them. So now they've connected subconsciously that if I get close to somebody, I'm going to get hurt again. Mm-hmm. Some people even have a pattern where sometimes they're anxious and sometimes they, they back away. So they're anxious, like me, like me, like me, but if they get too close, it's too scary. Another pattern I've been seeing with, I've got two high school friends that I occasionally speak to. Neither one of them is with somebody. Right. And they've clearly just told me that their concerns about financial um, destitution, I guess. What does that mean? Being involved with somebody and they're independent, they've done well well for themselves. And all of a sudden, if they get partnered with somebody based yeah. on laws, they could lose quite a bit of finances if yep. it doesn't work out. Yep. So they've chosen, and now they're in their 50s, they've chosen to be single. Yeah. And it doesn't look like they're going to be with anybody. Yep. 
So, I mean, I, I questioned them and asked them, and that's what they first said to me. It's like, listen, I don't want to lose my house. I don't want to lose my investments. I don't want to lose my car. I don't want to lose any of this shit. Yeah. So they've chosen to be alone. But that's that's a sign that we're seeing. There's more men being yeah. single these yes. days, and also there's more women being single these days as well because their first marriage didn't work out or whatever. So is that pattern just going to increase? Is that good question? I've seen that a lot. Um, I mean, <laughs> you know, when my friend talks about how, uh, you know, based on his experience, and I think just in general, so many so many women have screwed him over. And I've seen this where you know, some a guy gets divorced, they lose half their stuff, plus all the legal stuff. It's because traditionally, you know, men are the breadwinners. So that's mm -hmm. why it's set up that way. Um, but then it, you also hear a lot of women that were screwed over by guys. It happens. It's both ways. Yeah. Maybe not always financially, but screwed up emotionally or screwed over emotionally. So everyone's going into a relationship already with their backs up. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people, yeah. So they're, they're portraying somebody that they're not at first to find out more about this person that they want to get connected with. But in the back of their head, they're always thinking, it's not going to last. I think everybody's scared in a relationship. Like, like everybody, period. That's where the trust factor. Because I could, you know, I could love somebody and they could cheat on me. Yeah. Or vice versa. I think everybody's scared. But I think people are scared to the point now where it's like they don't even want to get into a relationship. So they then they scared. just become into, like... I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm an independent woman. I'm a boss babe. Or a guy says, I don't, I don't effing care about these, you know, beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Or whatever. It goes both ways. And it's sad, but it's true. Like, it's true. And that's why I think relationships are life, no matter what you say. Relationships are the most important part in life, I believe. They taught you. They teach you. They teach you. Yeah, they teach you. And it's also because our need for love and connection is so strong. Yes. Um. But I 100% uh, understand the fears, and they're real. I'm amazed how many people make, like, go with the wrong people for the wrong reasons and the wrong state of mind. <laughs> but we do that. Everybody does that. You Everybody does that. You do it more often in your 20s and 30s. Yes, yeah. Then you're more selective as you get older. Yeah. So I think that's what generally, my opinion is generally, do not get married in your 20s. <laughs> but our parents did. They came from small villages. Yeah, I, so I, it sounds like you have like a, a positive view of uh, the marriages back in the day. Uh, back in the day, yes. Yeah. I don't have a positive, like uh, my two sisters both divorced. Right. Right? So it's just like that's how it is. But then I also have friends of mine that their family members are divorced. So it's, all, it's like it's just common, but you would never think yeah. that would be in your family, right? See, I don't know if I think the past they were good in some ways, relationships, but in other ways they didn't say things. They didn't communicate they kept things in. They ignored things. They repressed their feelings. Yes. Just because it lasted doesn't mean it was, it's the best. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Everyone knew that that was not a happy marriage, but they were just sticking it out for the sake of the marriage and for right. the sake of the family name and for the sake of the village or the sake of whatever, right? <laughs> right. It, it, it basically like you married your culture, Yeah. right? And then you st stuck with it. What, what background are you? Portuguese. That's what I thought, yeah, with the Manny. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's just like, it's just, that's how it was. And I never understood it sometimes because I, I've been in enough weddings when I was younger and you would see certain couples that just flat out hated each other. Yeah. Like you saw that, but they never got divorced. Doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I say it's probably even worse if you don't, if it's going bad and doesn't divorce and you don't divorce. So what's the flip side? Look at what society's created now. Yeah, so I think, that's why I think, you have to find the right person. I'm not, I don't say perfect person, 
That doesn't I'm exist. Not, doesn't exist. And I'm asking everybody that meets every every little check mark you have. Oh. No, but there has to be things that have to be there for you. What's important to you? They're called non-negotiables. For me, first is communication. Communication. If you cannot open up or discuss something and be willing to yeah. converse about certain things or what have you, and I'm not, like, it just it doesn't matter. As long as you're open. If I'm asked, if I ask a question and we're talking and we're trying to communicate, we're trying to connect or whatever, and you're just dismissing them and not answering the questions right. because either you're being defensive or protective, it doesn't. It's not going to last for me. I'm not interested in even diving further about that. Right. So, and I'm not talking about intimacy or any kind of sexual, I'm just talking about you as a person, your personality, your character is, you know, that's what I'm talking about. So if you can't be open, feel comfortable with another human being about sharing that, then that's going to be a problem with me. Physical, as I get older, physical starts to drop lower down. It's just like physical is always going to be there. Like we're animals. That's just basic premise, right? That's how it works in my eyes, right? But yeah, the communication and also I think inspiration, inspiring Mm. I, I want drive. I want people that uh, creative is another one. Mm-hmm. I think people need to be creative. I think you have to have an opinion about art or, or anything like that. Like wh- what you think is interesting to you. Like it could be anything or even tra- traveling, just ideas of what you think or what you see about cultures and things like that. And also I'm not a religious person, but I like listening to religious people and them ter- talking about their religions. Right. I know lots of people of different types of religions. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like understand why, because I want to learn. I'm curious about it. I don't know everything about that. Yeah. I, I was grown up as a, I grew up as a, as a Christian, Catholic, whatever, but that's not who I am. I know about that and I know enough about the rulers and the nuns in Sunday class and shit like that, right? Yeah. But <laughs> I, I, I'm fascinated by Muslim culture. I'm fascinated by Buddhism. I'm fascinated by all that stuff. So if someone starts talking to me and they're like, oh, I'm interested in this. I'm like, great. Tell me a little bit more about right. that. I'd love to learn about it. That becomes attractiveness. Right. Okay. Me. So for you, one of your top uh, val- uh, needs that you value is growth. Yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> so, you know, you, you said a whole bunch of things, which is all right, um, to make, make it succinct, succinct. You need somebody that you could grow with, and that helps you grow. Go to battle with, too. Go to battle with. <laughs> yeah. In a good way, obviously. Yeah. No, no, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, if life is about hardships. Mm-hmm. You're going to have more than positive good things going on in your life, right? Right. So if you're going to have hardships, you want someone that you can go to battle with, you can be there, that will support you. But I find also that there's a lot of relationships today that as soon as rocky waters come, they jet. Yeah. They leave, right? They they don't want that. They go back to what we talked about at the very beginning, that lie on social media. Yeah. They talk about that filter. Like, no, that's the lifestyle that I want. And I'm like, yeah, but that's fake. That's not real. Yeah. So you're going to bolt every time there's a little bit of a, a hiccup in there? So, that, so there you go. for yourself and anybody else that values, you know, what you value, values growth, values, you know, going through hardships, that's a non-negotiable. Yeah. That has to be there, yeah. period. <laughs> so if someone doesn't have that, for anybody that's listening, if somebody doesn't have what you're looking for, those, those non-negotiables, there's don't, no reason. To there's stay. no reason. Don't say, ah, I could change them or, yeah, you know. No, these are non-negotiables. They have to be there, period. So I think that's one of the mistakes people make. Like you value growth so much. You value, you know, going to battle if needed. It's important. Find something. It's important. So never, like, don't go with, don't marry somebody or go out with somebody that doesn't have that. But I think a lot of people do because they think I'm at a certain age. I don't know if I'm going to find anybody else. Well, I got to get married now. And they're pretty good. I mean, they have their things and it's just like, 
now let's be realistic here. Let's actually look at what you really value. And the rest is like, okay, you know, they snore. Sometimes they get upset over things or whatever, but those are the little things. Is there still pressure to be married these days? Good question. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I mean, like you'll see all those like social, I, I think so. You'll see all those social media posts. Like it doesn't matter. Do you mean like marriage versus what? Common law. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably less pressure to get married. I think it's still there. It's still there. Huh? Yeah. It, Is that still there because their circle of friends? I think it's a biological thing. Like, are you going to connect? Are you going to get married? And there's plenty of people that get married and that's when the relationship starts to go down. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, my personal opinion is that I don't see the reason to get married. You could come in law, you could live together. You could do everything the exact same, but I think the marriage is like, Oh, you're committing yourself to each other, but not really. You're just making it like if something happens, it's a document, it, it's a document. It's and an now, expensive party and a document. An expensive. <laughs> Party, yeah, <laughs> it's an expensive document. Like, why would you sign that? And again, everybody that's watching, I'm not saying don't connect with somebody, don't have a long term relationship. I, I would love a long term relationship. Why am I signing a, a legal paper here? Why am I potentially hurting? It's not even just if I was the male or female, a divorce is hard all the way around. I know divorces too, like, and you know, my family as well, it's hard. All the way around, uh, it you know, the parents, everybody. the kids, yeah. the, the finances, the, everything's hard about it. Why would you sign the paper? Are we designed to be married? Are we designed to meet one person, be married for the rest of our lives, and then die? <laughs> Good question. Uh, yeah, they, they do studies like, you know, women, you know, as long as they get something from one guy, then they move on to the next guy. Like in, in the animal kingdom, apparently it happens. I'm not too sure about these studies. Um. I just think it's a lot better to have someone you can spend your life with if you feel fulfilled anyways. Would you, I, this is a question I haven't even asked myself or even answered it myself, but I was just like thinking, okay, if I could go back in time, yeah. would I just choose one partner? I've got one friend who actually did that, but right. it's got something to do with family and religion. Right. And, and I just look at him and I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> uh, works for you. And they're still married. Right. right. So I think they've been married almost 20 years now. Right. So it's like, they're probably going to end up, in the same grave or whatever that's just how it works but if i go back in time and i'm thinking would i have wanted just one partner and i'm thinking no because i think you had to discover who you are and what these other people were about and and you can't be connected perfectly to another partner yeah. like there's no way right right <laughs> it's impossible so then and then the other thing is that you change and I've always said this, too, to people that have reached out and asked me my opinion about relationships. I just said that you're not the same person and you won't be the same person tomorrow, yesterday. So if you're changing and they're changing and you're not changing in the right direction, then obviously you're going to grow apart. But it also works. You can grow together. Yes. So that's why I wouldn't want to go back in time and just be with one person. You had to kind of go through all the struggle. Right. To find value in the person that you're with right now but in the back of my head i'm still thinking this may not last we don't know it, it may not yeah it may not right we don't know where it's gonna go yeah. or maybe it will last and we'll end up together yeah. and, and that's it right yeah we know um so when you were talking there you were you were referencing growth again yeah <laughs> did you notice that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why i said it's so important to you yeah so Jeez, some but it, i didn't give a shit about it in my 20s and 30s about what growing i didn't think about it no, no. I think it was maybe towards the end of my 30s, early 40s, I started realizing 
I'm done with the theatrics. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's all just like theater yeah. to me, right? And now I, I want substance. Yeah. That's what I really want. That's yes. what I find interesting. Yes. So it's just, uh, then that's what you start looking for. Yeah. And it's not even that you're looking for it through physical. Yeah. You're looking at it through verbal communication yeah. first. And then you start realizing, I want to get to know this more, this person more. And then you're more interested in that person. And then you discover other things. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Growth is a massive one. That's why I say, my opinion is generally speaking, you should don't get, don't commit yourself in your 20s. Because your mind's not there. Not even in your 30s. And what you referenced also was you grow with every relationship. Oh, hell for sure. That's, that's exactly what happens. I think so. It's like, when I think back, I mean, I've had, you know, uh, you know, the girlfriends I had, most of them uh, were great, were great, were great young women. Um, but looking back now, I wouldn't date them where I am now because just something just didn't go, just didn't jive. Yeah. That's probably, you know I mean, it doesn't mean case. they were bad yeah. people, but yeah. Um, those relationships help me like learn what I really want, who I really am. Like you just said. So where do we get our grocery list of partners? Like we get it from everything, right? We get it from our family. We get it from our friends. We get it from social media. We get it from movies. We get it. Is that where we get everything from? Like, I don't think someone sits there and go, this is the person that I want. And they check Mark. I don't think they do that. I think they're influenced Point. it's almost like an inception it's almost like it's someone kind of went in there and they planted all these seeds of what the perfect partner is for them yeah. and then they go through life checking them off and then as they get older with failed relationships the list becomes smaller oh i see yeah you know what i mean yeah. is that what happens that's a good way of playing i was th- when you were saying you know what what makes somebody go, you know, for somebody else or attracted to somebody else. It also depends on your values. For example, if you value certainty, like familiarity, let's say you would go after a Portuguese woman, (laughs) for example. But you're like, no, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oof, no. No, one time, enough. There we go. Okay, there you go. Good experience, right? Yeah. Uh, Like some people, they have, like I know somebody who found, you know, the same culture and the same region and the same, like the city, like a near city, because they just wanted that certainty, everything the same, you know? So it depends what you value. So if you value, it could be the same culture. They look the same as, you know, your brother, sister, mom, dad, whatever. Um, They value the same things. Some people like variety. They want, you know, if you're, uh, you know, Mediterranean, you want, uh, you know, an Eastern European or uh, North American, for example, or some people like that, that change as well. So it, it, it's also influenced by what you value. How much are we influenced by the fact of what our friends will think of the person we're choosing? <laughs> What's, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Sorry, was it something more to that? No, no, that's okay. it. That's it. So I was talking to um, some teenage girls the other day and I sat down and I go, listen, I'm doing like life coaching for kids and teenagers. Uh, and I just, I want to ask like, what are some common problems that, you know, <laughs> you have or teenage girls uh, have? And, um, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> I just, t- I got tired. What people, how much influence do people right, put yeah. so on circle? Yeah. yeah. So they were, the girls were saying, if you go up to the guy and he's like to ask him out and he's with his friends, he won't do it because his friends like are like, oh my God, he, he, or whatever. Or if the guy goes up to the girl and the girl's like circles like, oh, he's not hot or he's not, I don't know. And like the girl won't do it. But they were, they were complaining a lot. They're like, the guy is so influenced by his group of friends. 
these are teenage boys, by the yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that happens in your 20s. That happens when you get older. I think that happens when you get older. But you know what? Like if, how do I put this? I, I never really cared in a sense. I always think of it like my friends are my friends because they like me. <laughs> they know They know me and like me. And if they don't know it, like if they have a problem with me, then they're not my friend. I know, but at some point you're going to have to introduce to someone that's in your life to your friends. And if there's, if your friends start saying, mm, you can almost do better. Like that you're like, you, you relation relationship up or down. Yeah. You know what I mean? That could be like constructive criticism. Like that could be good. It could be like, oh really? Like tell me more. It could be that. <laughs> it's just, sorry. I, I, I remember <laughs> having a situation. There was, this is way back. This is, um. I don't know why this came into my head. This is way back in my late 20s. Yeah. I was shopping, walked into a shop, and I was seeing somebody. And then all of a sudden, I connected with the, the clerk at the store, right? So there was a little bit of flirting going on. And then all of a sudden, she started crossing, I guess, the line a little bit, asking if I was single or with somebody, right? And so then I said, no, I'm seeing somebody, right? And, um, and she goes, okay. And then she started digging some more. And then all of a sudden, she's like asking me for a photo to see who I'm seeing, right? And then I'm like, okay, well, this is, I'll play along or whatever, right? Sure. And then sure enough, I showed her a picture, and then she just looked at the picture, and she's like, you could do better. <laughs> yeah, because she liked you. And I, Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's just weird. Like, I just met you. I'm just speaking to you, and now this is how you're being judged. on. And you, you're looking at someone that's a photograph. You don't know anything about this person. You don't right. know what it's gone on between me and this person in the relationship right but then that's your your outtake from that right so that's where i'm getting with the friends where they'll start looking at what you bring to the table and go this is the woman that i want or the man that i want to spend the rest of my life with and there's uh, maybe a consensus of mm, you can do better or you should find somebody else by the way i love the honesty and the straight shooting <laughs> that's awesome that's because some people are like they wouldn't say that but that's that's awesome uh, so i think in that case it's because she liked you so whoever you picture you pulled out, she would have been like, you could do better. She would have said the exact same <laughs> thing. thing right? yes. And it was like competition, right? Um, so again, if your friend says it, they might have a point. Like you might be missing something. Or do you have a dialogue with your friend about it? Like and ask the same way with you that could. store clerk. You can go, why? Why are you saying that? What's yeah. why, What makes you bring that up? Right. If it's a good friend, yeah, you could ask them. You could be like, that's a that's. Because relationships yeah. are just, in my opinion, they're influenced by so many things. But they shouldn't be. That's but they are. Yeah, they are, but that they shouldn't be. <laughs> in a sense, this is your life. Yeah, it is. That's what I mean by that. But then we're supposed to make mistakes, Giovanni. Like, I mean, yeah. aren't we not supposed to make mistakes? So yeah. it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah. What if we end up friends or whatever? Never happened in my life. But it's just <laughs> like, what if that happens? Or what if they become a person late, significant in your life later on for whatever reason? Sure. Right? So it's just... Um, I don't know. You're supposed to make the mistakes, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think it's especially parents are like, no, you could do better. You could do better. My experience, and, you know, I think, I think this probably goes for everybody. You always date that one person that's just like, I can't say the word on air, but <laughs> F. Yeah. And you look back like, what the F was I I'm doing? Thinking. Was I thinking? And, like, my parents were right or my friends were right. <laughs> so, that could happen. But I think you need to make that mistake. So I know at the beginning of the show, you said that there's basically a whole crossover connection between couples uh, coaching, marriage coaching, and then life coaching. Yeah. Um, so it all overlaps, right? Yes. So basically, and is it fair to say that if you're 
for lack of a better word, failing in your couple life, it's affecting your own personal life coaching, yeah. right? And then vice versa. Yep. And yes. so how does one handle all that? Because if your life starts to unravel because you found the wrong person and they're not growing for my situation yeah. with you, then it's going to affect you personally and professionally. And then that you're going to start to see all these markers that are going to be taking you down on different levels of your life. Yes. How do you handle that? And when you say, how do you handle that? What do you mean? Do you finally acknowledge and go, listen, this person in my life is not working. I need to cut them out, get them out so then I can focus because we've always heard this thing. When you try to fix your life, so to speak, you may be doing really well with health, and you're working out, you're exercising, you're getting that back. But then maybe your family life is struggling yeah. because you're focusing so much on that. So it's like, how do we find that balance between all three? Okay. So I think those, those, those are two, two separate questions. Yeah, there. totally. I just <laughs> okay. got dozens of questions. Okay. I just keep asking. No them. problem. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that point, because I know that was in the list of questions that you, know, yeah. you sent me as a, as a template anyways. Um, the balance. There might not be a 50-50 balance here. So it's it's like it's situation to situation. But what I do find is, like I said, some some men in their 20s are working hard. And the woman's like, yeah, you know, I'm going with a guy that's working hard. And then in their 30s, they're building something. They're building a family. That's amazing. That's awesome. And then their 40s and sometimes even like later, like 50s, they're still doing that working. And the woman's going, like, you're not around anymore. You're always at work. Um, that's where the balance, like, not the balance. But he's trying balance. to provide for the family. He's trying to provide, but he's using an old uh, like strategy that worked in, in the past. Yeah. And, he, and he, he might even think that's how I earned my um, value as a man. That's why my wife is staying with me. But I can tell you, because I've had, uh, just you know, personal and professionally, I've talked to many women late 30s, or especially you know, 40s, they value loving connection more. They would say, okay, listen, like we're in good financial standing right now. It's okay if we, we, if we make a little less money, but I want to be together with you. I want that connection. I want to feel this connection now. Our kids are growing up. Like, I want that connection now. And I think I said this before, women in their 40s, they start to value loving connection more in a guy. What's the guy value at that time in that age bracket? I think just exactly what you said. It's not as much about looks. And what I mean about that is I think you have to, you have, I think, uh, you have to find the woman attractive to, to you. But it's really more about what's deeper, what's the, the conversations you have. Are they able to communicate openly? Yeah. Are they secure or are they going to be a beep, beep, beep? <laughs> and this goes vice versa too, by the way. So then how does it like, okay, so you get a lot of people that are going through divorces and, and just, do you get couples coming at you trying to salvage the, the, vor the, the marriage? Or is yeah. there a relationship that you're speaking to? And if you're speaking to them, I guess, separately or together, you're assessing that, you can't save this marriage. Yeah. Okay. So firstly, I only take on people who are both 10 out of 10, like motivated and ready to. to, to it can't be one wants to and the other's being yeah. dragged to it. Hundred Exactly. It has to be both willing to give this a shot. Exactly. And I do that in my coaching too. Like I don't take on everybody. If you're not 10 out of 10 ready right now, that's okay. I'll, you know, we'll talk again in a month. Do you give them parameters of what to focus on to come back? You should yeah, be. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. Yeah, it's just like they're just not 10 out of 10 motivated. There's a part that goes, ah, and I go, okay, well, that, in that case, it's best that we don't, you don't, you don't work with any coach at this time because you're not going to get the results. So how do you salvage that relationship? If they both come to the table, yeah. they're, they're both committed to making this work again, 
They just want to know how to make it work. That's yeah. where you're coming in. So first, one question to answer one of your questions is some marriages or some relationships, they're not good. And divorce or separation or breaking up is an option. It's not, it's just like in a business. Sometimes a business is not working. And you've tried and tried and tried and it's just not working. And sometimes it's, it's you have to change the business. Yep. Kind of thing. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. You just might be on two different paths in life. Uh, how to salvage it. So I have, I have the, two, like the couple in front of me. The, the, yeah, the couple in front of me. And I'm working on the relationship and them individually at the same time. Okay. It's almost like double the, the coaching is going on. Because, again, they both have to be secure. That's the thing. So if I notice one or both of them are, they're too anxious or they're, you know, avoidance or they're, you know, both of them or they're just this and that. They're yelling. They're this. Whatever there is. That is, I have to work on them individually. I have to like turn to them and work on them and then work with the next one and then bring it together. What do you begin with? You, you begin with the individual first to yeah. find out what they are looking for. And the individual first and them being secure. Secure. Yeah, because that's where you can now, you can now, it's like having a base for construction. It's like having yeah. a base. Yeah. And then you can now go from there to find out, okay, what's going on? And I can tell you it's never, I don't play favorites. I never, I don't support the man or the woman. If the woman's bashing the guy or the guy's talking bad about the woman, I don't say, oh, I agree with you. Like, it's like they're, they're both doing something here. It might be, you know, however thin you slice it, there's always two sides. It might be even 80% one person, 20% the other person. But there's something that's going on. And I can actually tell you, sometimes the thing that's going on is they're just not connecting. <laughs> But they've been married 10, 15 years. They've got three children. They had a house, They have a house together. That could be worse. <laughs> no, it's a lot worse. But the thing is, they've done everything society's asked them to do. Yeah. But they haven't done anything for themselves. That's the rat race that yes. a lot of couples get into, no? Yeah, so that's a really good point. I just, I feel so passionate about this when, when people, like, do things for society. I just, like... I hate it. I hate it, yeah. <laughs> I can't stand it. It's like you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. And you never stop to think about yourselves yeah when you should have been we thought about ourselves all the time in our 20s <laughs> like we're completely selfish in our 20s when it comes to relationships so why is it that we give up that and then we give into society's requests and now we're trapped yeah good, good point so i think in your 20s the selfishness you're talking about is the unhealthy selfishness oh, of course 100 percent. Yeah. yeah i'm talking about healthy I wouldn't even say selfishness, but if we want to, for lack of a better word, healthy selfishness. So what that means is you know who you are and you express who you are. You're not doing it for mom, dad, society, this, that, 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 that. So when, when I say someone becomes secure, I don't give them anything. I just help them remove the blocks that are keeping them from being themselves. Let me, let me give you a statement that I've shared with married 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 couples right that fucking hated me saying this right because they have kids right and i don't have kids but i i remember saying this once or twice to them and they just didn't like it and i just said to them that um having kids is the most selfish thing a human being can do right and i and then they would start to rise their temperature and i said calm the fuck down just wait a little second because there's a second part to that and i would say but raising those kids is the most selfless thing a human can do. You do, you have the children for immortality's sake. You have it because that's the only way you can live on. 
your cells are in that person and that person's cells are in you and you're continuing your family DNA. And so when you're gone, this person is representative of you and your family, right? So that's the most selfish thing that you can do. But to raise that person properly and raise them as a good soul, good heart, good person, that's the most selfless thing you can do. Mm, yeah. Would you agree with that? Because that's the kind of like at the beginning, you're doing it for yourself and for society. But then at the back half of it, you're doing it for them. Okay, so I'm not sure if everybody does it for their soci- for society. Yeah. Well, that might be part of it. <laughs> I've had my fair share of dates that you start meeting somebody and they start sizing you up physically because they want a representative of the ideal specimen. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when, when I think at a certain age, uh, people are looking for the ideal candidate regarding what the sperm can bring to them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's a reason why majority of women are asking for a six foot plus man, yep. right? A man that has, I don't know, light eyes, long flow of hair, shit like that, right? right? All these things, right? So then you're sizing them up. You're, you're like bald, short, brown eyed men are not the desired look, right? right? But yet they're probably some of the nicest people out there, right? But that's the people that these other people will look at after marriages have fallen apart, after society has yeah. beaten them up, and they start looking at nice people to be with. Yeah. So that's where the selfishness, I think it starts off at the beginning because now you got what you wanted, but then you realize that you didn't do anything for yourself, but now you have to give up yourself to raise that. Yeah, so if you're doing it for society, that goes right back to the, you know, people do so many things for society, this, that, that, and they're so disconnected from themselves. And that's what, insecu- like, that's what insecurity is. Yes. Because now you're starting to play this significance game. If I get someone who looks this way, who makes this amount of money, and that stuff is important, but if that's like your number one thing, you're playing the game with yourself, you're making decisions based on that, and then you're hitting your 40s, usually in your 40s, and you're going, what the F was I doing? Are young people growing up faster? No, opposite. Really? Well, okay, it depends what you mean by that. Like well, superficially, pe- uh, people, yes. In, people in their 20s. People, superficially, yes. Really? Well, isn't this like clear? I'm, a- I'm asking. I'm just asking. Yeah, the yeah. Qu- I, I agree with you. I yeah. see it the same as well too, yeah. right? So I always hated when, <laughs> you know, like my, let's say my parents or grandparents would say, you know, this generation, they're this, that, that, that. Every when, generation says that. Every about, generation yeah. says that. But I, I really do think, and I'm saying this as a concern, like the Gen Zs, which is something like, I forget, something be- between like ages 15 and 28 right now okay like i'm really concerned for them like i'm more like i'm really concerned for them they're very they live on the superficial level because they've had so many partners by also. so many years yeah and and you're like and we know through studies that having so many partners is going to contribute to the possibility of a divorce you're never going to stay stable in a marriage by the time you actually decide to be married mm-hmm. right I agree with you. So, I mean, Gen Z, I think, is mid-90s to present time, right? That's how... So, they would be in their mid-20s or something right now. Yeah, so it's it's mostly, like, late teens, 20-year-olds, yeah. 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 So, then you're you're just... You're so... You're so disconnected, I guess, with... From yourself, from reality, yeah. Yeah. So, it's just going to get worse. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do in their 30s. Um, I've talked to people about this, like, what, what happens? And they said, you know... Let's say the woman, they go uh, in their 30s when they feel like their, you know, values going down, their physical values going down. They, they end up connecting with, you know, the first guy that shows them some attention and that has like a pretty good job and whatever. But they're still living that like lie. 
And then in their 40s, that's, I believe that's one of the reasons why they start going, I'm not happy in the marriage. But we've been married 10, 15 years. Yeah, but I, we've been married under like a lie almost. Or like not, not just, it's yeah, been a, a business transaction. I think that's hard. That's like a tough thing to say, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I know plenty of marriages that are business transactions. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is that's a that's a heavy thing to say, but I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. 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 So that's why I don't know. It's it's very superficial. And on the you know, multiple partners thing, I think this goes for men and women, yeah. guys and girls. Um I heard that <laughs> if you take like um for a woman, if if you take like a sticker, I think it's like a sticker and you put it like on a wall. You know, you take it off. So she sleeps with one guy. Of course. And you take it off, and it's still kind of sticky. Okay. And the second time, it's a little bit less, a little bit less, whatever. After, I think it's six is like the magic number. It doesn't really stick anymore. Okay. And what that means is, uh, like, they have trouble pair bonding is what the study says. What about men in that same situation? If you know what? That's take, a good question. Taking um, their sticker off six times. They'll just get a new sticker. <laughs> yeah, just get a new sticker. So... This is, a, this is a good question. This, I got to be careful with this answer because... Send the letters to me. <laughs> I, I think with a guy, it could be a higher number because guys are built differently. But, 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 guys are not what everybody thinks. Oh, they just want sex all the time. They just want... It's and it doesn't garbage. matter what... It's garbage. It's garbage. And I think, I think with age, like... You can't, it's hard to have sex with somebody you don't have feelings for. And I, and I'm saying that because I, from physical, uh, from personal experience, maybe when I was younger, I needed a certain amount of emotional connection, certain amount of emotion. I need to like them, connect with them, whatever. But if they were hot, okay, fine. Now it's like, if they're hot, I just can't do it if it's the first time. Like if I, if I don't know them, if there's no connection, I can't do it. And you're shaking, like you're agreeing no, with No, I that. agree with you. Totally. I think it might be, it might, must be an age thing. So guys are not these, you know, pigs that would just do with anybody. <laughs> Kind of thing, especially mature ones. Yeah, but guys in their twenties, I think, still do. In their twenties, yeah. Yes, and then girls, I guess, do the same as well too, because they're yeah. still on that roller coaster of that physical. Yeah, but they're doing it for different reasons. Yeah, the girls doing it for so, like social status and whatever. Yeah, and her her body count. I've heard. I don't know. I've heard a, a girl's body count could be thir 20, 30, 40 guys. By what age? Good question. Like in their twenties. I, no. I believe most of it happens in their 20s and 30s, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I don't know. It was really weird. I was doing a job, and there was a couple of, there was the Irish bricklayer crew. There was a couple of guys on the crew. They were literally sleeping with somebody new every single day of the, of the week. Right. Through thin, Tinder, right? And I was like, how do you, like, yeah. do you even know what they look like or what their name like, I don't, how do you do that? I don't understand how you, and they literally are just going on dates, and it's like, is there a couch there? Okay, cool. Yeah. And I'm like, what's like, that's the definition of emptiness to me. Yes. Like if you don't, if you're doing that on a daily basis with somebody different, yeah. like uh, two things, what's going on with the person that you're doing it with and what's going on with you? Yeah. Because you're both destroying yourselves. In my opinion, you yeah. are. And you're, you're going to have such a disconnect later on in life trying to connect with anybody because that's your vision of what connection is. Right. And that's not connection. Seeing yeah. somebody and swiping them and seeing a photograph and then meeting them and going, mm, okay, and then just going at it, yeah. that's not connection. Right. That's just you fulfilling a need I don't at even the know moment. If it's, yeah, I don't know if it's 
I know, know that need. Yeah, but yeah. I don't even know. It's like it's so empty. Yeah, it is. But they don't discover that until later on in life. I think this goes back to people are very scared to get into relationships because it, it requires a certain amount of feeling secure within yourself, vulnerability, uh, trust, <laughs> communication. Like it requires something. So I think that's what happened. So if I could just, you know, you know, F somebody, hey, I'm feeling, it's almost like I could just go, I could just, it's like uh, scrolling on Instagram. Yeah. You get a dopamine hit. Yeah. So, you know, Jordan Peterson? Yeah. So I like some of his things. Let's say that. Some of the things he says. Um, he said, you know, a man, a man sleeps with, you know, a hundred women. And he goes, that's not like uh, something to take lightly in the sense, like not every man could find a hundred women to sleep with. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just trying to wrap my head around like hundred, like, that number, right? He has to be, he has to have some kind of attraction to attract a hundred women, unless they're all very low quality, I guess. But even so, a um, hundred women, but he goes, but like, he basically said the guy, he might feel like he's cool or someone might think he's cool, but he's actually cheapening himself. I agree. Like, I think of it for myself now, I think of it like you, it sounds really like, uh, what's the word, arrogant or whatever, but you have to you have to earn me. And I don't mean earn, like you have to be like, I'm not gonna like, <laughs> you know, when I say standards, I mean, there has to be a connection. You yeah. have to be smart, you have to be secure. Well, that goes for both sides. And that goes for both. It, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, don't think guys are just like this. And the guys who do do that, they're cheapening themselves and you don't wanna be with those guys. And you don't wanna, you don't even wanna be that kind of guy. <laughs> You're, you're cheapening yourself. It's it's ironic, though. That I think I talked to a lot of people, or I've seen the cool guys from high school. They're probably twice or three times divorced. They're most likely single. Yeah. But yet they were the cool guys, like the guys that got all the girls, right? And I'm like, so I was the shy guy. And just, really? yeah, I was a quiet guy. I was <laughs> yeah. totally quiet in high school, right? I was the introvert in high school. And I just kept to myself. But, I mean then you get older and you start realizing what you're really looking for. But it's just, it's that flip side. Like you get a cool looking guy and he's going to get all the girls, but then later on in life, he's got nobody. I think he's just, it goes back to that guy that's sleeping with somebody new every single night of the week, yeah. the emptiness that's going to be attached to that person. And this is why this again, because in their twenties, people value significance so highly. So the cool looking guy is very significant. Do we have a resurgence when we get older? Because you start seeing a lot of people in, when they're retiring, 50s and 60s, and they do want to get out of that marriage. And I, I remember having a conversation with someone that was much older than me not too long ago, and it was just her thought process was, I don't want to spend the rest of my days with this man. Yeah. I want to find someone else that could give me some life back into my life. Yeah. Right. So it's like, OK, I, I could be here for another five years. I could be here for another 20 years. And I don't want to be with this person that comes home, is retired, sits on the couch, watches TV or does that routine Monday to Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I think that's where it's like you need to keep life moving. You need to keep trying stuff. And that's why you start seeing an increase in older people getting divorces and yeah. separating and wanting to find themselves with other people. Yeah. Are you seeing that? Are you working with couples of older age? I've seen that like personally, personally life. And I don't mean like me directly, but like I've seen that around. Like I'm saying people who are not my clients. It could be friends or yeah. whatever. Um, and that's exactly what I was talking about where I th I'm going to say, I think it's guys get very comfortable. I agree. Right. Um, They're used to it. 
yak and is comfortable, everything's good. And when, you know, the woman says, I need some life back in me, what she's saying is I need some variety. That's the need of variety. While the guy's like, we have comfort now. We have a house. We have a family. Everything's we good. We made it. But then we you go back to society. You're going back to you're fulfilling what society's asking you to do. Right. Yeah. So you guys are empty nesters now. Kids have gone out. They have their own marriages. You're downsizing the house. Yeah. So you're doing everything that society telling you to do when you're forgetting to do what you want to do. Right. Right. And you're not having fun anymore. So the good thing about you is like you have, you value growth. So I, I see you always doing something exciting. Yeah. But it may not always please everybody because yeah, what if you meet somebody that doesn't want to do that? They want that stability and security and they just want to stay put and, and shit like that. Right? Well, that's not the person for you then. No, of course not. Right. <laughs> Some people like that. But that's what you have to know yourself and you have to know your partner. Don't lie to yourself. Don't say, apparently, like, for someone's top two needs, one of them has to be the same. Like, if somebody is like, so if somebody values certainty so highly and someone values variety so highly, they're not going to click. They have to yeah, both. Yeah, that's a tough one. You know what I mean? Because one's going to be like, no, just, you know, put your money in the bank. And someone's going to be like, you know, we could actually grow something, we could do a business or. What are the six needs again? What are so the first one, this is a great question. So the f there's so the six human needs, and there's specific emotional states that we must and do experience 24-7, at least the first four. Okay. Every action we take, any belief we have, any story we tell ourselves, it's because we've associated it to meet one or more of these needs. Okay. Yeah. So the first need is the need for certainty. That's like security. Uh, comfortability. I have food on the table. I have money in the bank. Like I, and this, okay. these needs, sorry, these needs are applicable to anybody at any age, a anybody, any age, everybody in the whole effing world. Okay. You could use these needs for relationships, for business, for friends, for yourself, for personal, everything. Cause we all run on these needs and we all do everything to meet our needs. We'll cheat, lie, anything <laughs> to meet our needs. Okay. We don't have to, but I'm saying we'll do anything to meet our needs, not wants needs. So the first one is the need for certainty, security, stability, comfortability. You know, we need a certain amount. Like we need to know our health is in yeah. good enough condition that we're not going to freak out. <laughs> like yeah. we're okay. The second need is the opposite need, which is the need for variety. Okay. We need change. We need something new. A new restaurant, a new book. Or the excitement. New excitement. You need that. So I just saw right there, that's one of your top two needs, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I saw yeah. So when I'm talking to a, a client, I can see how they light up <laughs> when I talk about the needs. The third need, the next need is a need for significance, to feel special, needed, wanted. Like what you do has meaning. Uh, you have meaning. You have, you're important to your partner. You're, yeah. you're appreciated by your partner. Yeah. And the next need is, I think, our deepest need, which is loving connection. Okay. To feel loving, connected with ourselves and with you know our partner, friends, family, whatever it is, we need that connection. The first four, the first four, we meet twenty four seven, no matter what. Even if you have to lie to yourself, we'll meet that. We'll meet the first four. And the last two, you don't have to meet, but when you meet them, you feel fulfilled. So the next next two ours is growth. Okay. If you're not growing, you're dying. Yep. If a relationship is not growing, it's dying. Even if we have, you know, the perfect house and the perfect, you know, 2.4 kids and whatever, and the picket fence and whatever, whatever, and everything's good, but it's not growing, it's dying. Yep. Okay. Um, so there's growth. And then when you grow, you're able to uh, fulfill the next need, which is contribution. Okay. Where you give beyond yourself. It could be kids. It could be building stuff together. 
Um, did, I don't know if you said, did you say what's important to you is inspiration as well? Yeah. Yeah. So like, to, like uh, let's say that someone you're with, they might say, let's help this organization. Yeah. Let's do this. Even this podcast you're doing, you're, you're, you're providing value. Yeah, you're, you're contributing. Gonna, you're contributing. Yeah. You're I agree feeling. with all six of those needs. Right. But it doesn't matter what order they're in or are they, but you're saying the first four are a must. The, the last two are not necessarily. Yeah, a must in the sense we always meet them no matter what. Anyways. Okay, got <laughs> last it. Last two we don't have to meet, but when we do, we're fulfilled. Hmm. Uh, so in a relationship, the best relationships are when the, the person fulfills, feels all their needs are filled at eights, nines, and tens. Okay. I feel very secure in my relationship. I, we have so much fun, so much variety. We're always doing something new, something exciting. I feel like I matter. I feel like there's so much love and connection. We're growing all the time. We're doing this, we're doing that, we're growing, we're doing, and we're contributing to each other and or we're contributing, we're having kids, we're you know building, uh, it could be business or uh, projects or whatever. If you're meeting those needs at high levels, like you're not gonna, Nobody's going to leave that relationship. No. But both people have to feel that way. Now, can those needs change over time? Like, can one person in the relationship start to modify their needs? And now it starts to get them disconnected from the relationship. So people, so everybody, we, we always meet at least our first four, but people tend to value two above the rest. Got it. For you, I'm kind of guessing it's, it's growth and then variety. Yeah. Is it in that order or is it variety first? No, it's growth and variety. So growth, growth and first. variety, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the question it could be is, could your top two change? And the answer is, yeah, I just, I don't, I think theoretically, but I don't know if they do. But will, if they do by chance or whatever, because people want to grow or change or whatever, maybe they could look at their life differently. Will it affect the relationship because maybe they found the bright partner and they're growing in variety together yeah. and now one is maybe increasing or decreasing that and then it's affecting the marriage at that time? Yeah, good question. Um, Does that happen? Have you seen that happen? Good question. I've never seen that happen. That's why I'm like, I'm not sure what to say. Um, what I do know is like if some people, might, people have to act what's natural to them. If they're like, let's say you love growth. If I see you in 10 years from now and you're like, I don't really like growth anymore. I would, I would feel like there's something you're not, you're not aligned with your natural essence, like your natural. Know, you but really at are. some point when I'm get to a certain age, growth is not going to be the number one. It's maybe variety is going to become the number one for me. Or maybe certainty or, or certain. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Like eventually you keep on. I mean, good question. Yeah. You start in a career, you choose it, you grow it, you build it. Once you achieve it, then what you want to do? You want to, or I guess you grow in another direction. You yeah, you, you grow path. in another direction. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You grow in another direction because if that's who you naturally are, and that's what I'm all about. When I talk about being secure, I mean being yourself, and being yourself is what comes natural to you. So, like, I I see you always valuing growth. Is it okay and is it safe to just as you grow and you have scars of life attached to you? Yeah, I don't mean that in a negative. Um, that you don't care as much about what others think of you <laughs> because now you, like you said at the beginning of this whole show is it, it's about you first. Right. Yeah. So it's like, as I find that as you get older, you start to put yourself first 
back in line, right? Yeah. So then you're growing and you don't care. So it's like, you, you I don't want to go this way. I want to go this way. But we should go this way. Well, why? Why? Well, no, no. I just because you because this way makes me happier. So I want to be happier, right? So it's like you also grow and you find out that you want to have peace and happiness in your life, and so you're driven to go down those paths instead of what others are asking you to go down. I believe peace and happiness, whatever that means to to anybody, to anybody, whatever like that looks like to anybody, is being yourself. Yeah, is expressing what's natural. Period. Be a lot more happier people if people would just take off the filter and just be themselves. Yeah, exactly. But they're too afraid because of society. Yep. <laughs> society, upbringing, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I know, I know for you, you hate that because you're like, no, you got to be transparent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, I get, I understand your personality because it's almost like a, for you, it's probably like they're like masking themselves. It's almost like a manipulation almost. Am I right? That's how I look at it. I know it. that's how you look at it, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. Who gives a shit about it? Okay, so whatever. You got no makeup on. I don't care. It doesn't yeah. bother me. Like it doesn't. Yeah, I think because we all want, we want to feel significant because what we really want is love and connection. But I say live, and again, this is like a, a basis of my, of my coaching. Live out of love and connection. That means live out of passion. Live out of yourself. So whatever, whatever answer you're looking for, you're driven to love and connection. So whatever question you're asked or you ask, yeah. the answer has to Come gear you. Love and connection. It has to, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, the ba- that's why I think is the basis. I agree. I totally agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, that would make you a happier human being. Yeah, so if you're doing it, so, you know, what I think is, there's a quote that says, you know, your friends don't mind you or whatever, and if they do, they're not your friends. Of course, yeah. Kind of thing. And I think you could only have, you could count on one finger, maybe in two fingers, how many close friends you actually have. Oh, actually. it gets even smaller. Like even <laughs> as you get older, it gets less and less. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, you only need one partner <laughs> kind of thing. So when you start living yourself, your true friends and that real partner, it's going to become very small. <laughs> and it might even take time to find that person, but it's worth it. So if we're inevitably on that path to go that way, why do we care so much what so many people think? Yeah, I think from an early age, we're taught and we're shown to disconnect from ourselves. Hmm. It comes out of fear, I think. Yeah, it comes out of fear. By your experiences in life. I think you're taught it. Yeah, an experience. I think you're taught it first, and now you see the world through that those lenses. You're taught family, parents, siblings. Everything, yeah. Everything around you. Most, yeah parents and and society but i don't like to blame society i think it starts in the home well i agree for sure because that that's a reflection of who you are or what you become in in the home yeah yeah Yeah, where you started right so that's where you're hugely influenced right so i would tell people so again i gotta be careful with my words here um but i do like to be honest i think you know now we live in this generation where you think whatever you you are and you're that in a sense you know i'm um i'm a cn tower I identify myself as a CN Tower. I believe that's a little bit like, okay, that's, that's your reality, but that might not, that's, I think it's a little far-fetched. I don't need to accept your reality. I don't need to accept it. I can disagree with you, Ralph. I can disagree with you. I can, I can respect you as a person, yes. and we can have a good conversation and whatever. Yes. But um, So what I'm saying is like, I think it goes a little bit too far nowadays when people just say things that are just, I think are way out of reality. I have lots of respect for a lot of people that I speak to, and they bring up their personal beliefs, their religious beliefs, sure. their p- 
political beliefs or whatever, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean that I agree with them all the time. Right. And I have every right to say to them, I don't agree with you, but that's fine. But don't try to instill that in me. Of course, yeah. Because it's never going to work, first of all, right? And I still respect that that's what your thought process is. Right. But I find it very difficult that a lot, of, a lot of people that do that, they want to influence it on you. Yeah. And I'm too old for influencing. <laughs> I feel like, Were you ever influenced? I feel like no, you kind of pushed no, back. No way at like, all. like, F this. Never. I, I never, like, I never, whatever. You grow up and you're you're surrounded by drugs. You're surrounded by, I was in the film business, man. There was drugs everywhere. It's yeah, just, yeah. I never got into that. There's alcohol in the film business and in construction. I never got into that. I, I, I'm moderate, right? Like, I don't have any vices. So it's just like, that. I just, you're presented things and I made an assessment and it's not for me. Yeah. Simple as that. That's how I looked at it, right? And so you go through life that way. What, did it help or hinder finding a relationship? I can't fault any of the relationships from my past. I can never do that because those relationships shape me yeah. to the person who I am today. Yes. Like I'm grateful for those people and what they were a part of my life at the time. Right. Because I, I, I'm respectful of it because this is the man that I am. This is the human being that I am today as a result of that. But it's also educated me to if I meet somebody new. Right off the bat, you meet me, you know exactly what you're going to get. Yes. Simple as that. Yeah. And if you think you can try to change me, good luck with that. That conversation is going to last two seconds yeah. because I've never wanted in my life ever or nor have I tried to change another human being. Because it's impossible. Yeah. You are who you are based on everything that we talked about. That this is what you became as a human being. So for me to come along and I just met you and I go, you know what? You should change this about you. You should change this about you. And I'm like, good luck with that. That's never going to ha Not with me as an individual. Right? So it's just... Uh, and then the relationship ends for whatever reason. And I'm right. like, okay, well, that's the, the red, um, red light, green light. Yeah. Simple as that, right? right? Am I cold and callous? I don't think so. Nope. I don't think so either. You're just, I'm on my way to connection, love and connection. I'm on my way. I want to find that. So obviously if you're trying to change me and we're not connecting, there's no love and no connection here. Right. So I'm not interested in going down that path. I'm going to go down this way. Right. Right. I agree with that. That's, that's the standards. I wish I knew that in my twenties. That'd be yeah. amazing, man. That's why we're here to yeah, anybody exactly. watching this today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. So, so I was, I was saying that, you know, I think nowadays sometimes this, you know, whatever you identify with is who you are kind of thing has gone, in my opinion, at least a little too far. Of course. But, um, what was I going to say? If they want to, by yeah. all means, enjoy. Yeah, and that's the other thing. I'm just, I guess from, I guess my reality, like my perspective is like, okay, like you're, that's just a little too far for me anyways. Uh, but the point is, is, you define yourself in the sense you be yourself, whatever is actually natural, like however you naturally are. If you value growth kind of thing, if you're a, you know, a straight shooter, if you like to you know, break a few eggs to get to the, if that's how you naturally are, be that, don't let, like, I don't know why you would listen to anybody else and you don't, but I'm saying, I think that's the number one thing to grow, to, for all kids to know, teenagers to know, people in their 20s, be your effing self. Be yourself and you'll find the right people. All the rest is, is fluff. Is it cheesy, Giovanni, to say if you just be yourself, the right person will find you? Is that too cheesy to say? <laughs> A little. Um, no, I think that's, that's part of it. That's part of okay. it. That's part of it. I mean, you have to actually. Because you'll attract. Yeah. 
like if you're just yourself, yeah, then that's what you'll attract. Yes. Right. It it could happen that way, right? Yeah, when we say that's who you attract, we don't mean just sitting at home, like meditating. No, 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 I'm not saying that. No, no. I'm saying as, as you as an individual, you want to be honest. You don't want to be filtered. You don't want to present a portrayal of who you are. You want to be you. You want to be yourself. Yeah. So if you want to be yourself, then you go to the grocery store this way. You pump gas this way. This is yeah. your hobbies on the side. This is who you are. This is the person. This is the person, man or woman, who you are. That inevitably, a person who is supposed to be connected with you will eventually cross paths with you in your life because you're being yourself. And most likely that person will also be themselves and you guys will cross paths and then you'll connect. Yes. And then at that point you start the part of a beautiful relationship possibly. Yes. Instead of you be a character, you be a character and then you meet and then you pretend and then it falls apart. Yeah, and ten years later, you're going, "Why is my marriage working?" And blah 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, if you're pretending, you're you're like that's your comfort zone now. So you'll see someone who's pretending, and that's comfortable for you. So you'll go towards that. If you're real, you'll see what's real. Got it. Kind of thing. And again, anybody listening, real doesn't mean I'm special. I'm the best. Real is just, it's just you. Like I always say like an apple's an apple, an orange is an orange, a pineapple's a, uh, a peach is a peach. It's not that one is so amazing. You might like one more, but <laughs> it's that they're just all themselves. When we say I'm awesome, I look in the mirror and I go, I'm awesome. I'm number one. I'm amazing. I'm so good looking. That's significance. Mm-hmm. But when we just say I am, I am who I am. And that's, that's love. That's beautiful. That just that just that just is. That's where like, just look, look at kids. Kids are not changing in the mirror, going out in the bed. <laughs> they're just themselves. Yeah, kids are just themselves, and they're just what? kids will just fall and trip and scuff and get dirty and yeah. just like whatever slobber, just drink and no problem. Spit. Like they don't care. You think uh, again if your if your friends don't want to be friends with you because of that, they're not your friends. <laughs> Simple. Your friends would laugh with you if you fall on the ground. Like <laughs> yeah. So, I know that we just we're gonna get close to wrapping it up, but I know that we just scratched the surface here, Giovanni. I just like I know you do a bunch of other stuff. Do you want to hint at what others talk? Like, if someone wants to reach out to you, what else you talk about? Because we just talked about <laughs> relationship couples. We talked a little bit about life, but you you also help other people do other things as well too. Yeah. So a big thing I'm uh, kind of like promoting right now is um, if someone has an emotionally charged event, I help them get over it, and usually very fast. For example. Uh, a family member of mine got in a car accident some years ago. You know, it wasn't really bad, but it was enough that every time they got in the car, they were shaking. They were like a as little a bit. As a passenger or as a driver? They were a passenger. At, at the accident. At the, in the accident, yeah. And so when they get into a car now, as a driver or as a passenger, it's, it's the same reaction? Good question. So when they got in, this is the past, when they got in the car, I think as a driver, except, yeah, as a driver, because they would always say, I need to drive to see my parents and whatever. I think, so I, I'm pretty sure it was, if I remember correctly, it was as a driver. Okay. They, would, they would drive, but they would be nervous. They'd be a little bit shaky. Now, based on, you know, what you've heard about, you know, people going to see all these professionals, whatever, how long do you think it would take for someone to get over an event like that? I remember getting into an accident when I was younger and uh, it happened in the morning and by the afternoon I was on my motorcycle riding again. Okay, because cause you're because <laughs> you love riding and growth. <laughs> because it happened, I survived, yeah. I was good, and then I got back on. That's interesting. And my mentality was like, just get back on the horse. 
Right. Simple as that. Right. But I mean, that's for me just to, I'm making it as simplified as that, but other people have, I've seen that. I've seen people be in my car and they're kind of really tense and they get a little nervous, right? It's yeah. not that I'm an aggressive driver or anything like that, but other people are different in different situations. So yeah. I have no idea what, how okay. long it would take. Right? So some people, like you, you hear them talking to like professionals for months Really? Years. Have you heard? Have you, you haven't heard this before? No. no. Uh, you know, I talk about the vent again. They they tell me to do uh, what's it called? Um, like exposure therapy. Okay. Where they get into the car, they drive for one minute, and then two minutes, and then you know the next day they drive for you know two and a half minutes, kind of thing. Like like they they're trying to like you know they talk about the accident over and over again, what it means to them, all that kind of stuff. The thing is. When you, when you have an accident like that, it happens at the subconscious level mm -hmm. where you get scared at the subconscious level and your subconscious is telling you don't get in there because last time you almost died. <laughs> you have to address at the subconscious level. So what the tools I have is um, there's uh, NLP. Do you know what NLP is? No. It's neuro-linguistic neuro programming. And okay. what that means is it's waking hypnosis. Okay. What that means is I'd have to like do it to really show it, but you just, you kind of picture things in a certain way. It's very simple. You do it with your eyes open. There's no, you know, voodoo stuff. I don't believe in that stuff. There's no hip, like there's no hypnotizing. Can going you on. do it now? Like, is there, it would, I could, it would just, it might take, uh, at least five minutes or five, 10 That's minutes. That's fine. We got time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So is there an experience where, and if Angelina wants to come in as well, if uh -uh. <laughs> is there an So what do you want? Like a traumatic experience? So I don't deal with trauma as a life coach, but an emotionally charged experience. Emotionally yeah. charged experience. Where every time you think of it, you just either get really uh, nervous or upset or. See, there, there really isn't. Like, <laughs> For you, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because I guess I've gotten over them that I don't, I, I wouldn't be triggered by it, I guess, if I brought it up. So it'd, it'd be difficult. But I mean, for example, like a car crash is one, I guess, or maybe a near-death experience, right? I've had plenty of near-death experience. And then what I did to solve it was I just got back on the horse sort of thing. I, I've had friends of mine who've had motorcycle accidents, like bad motorcycle accidents, survived, never been on a bike ever again. And when I've been three motorcycle accidents. And the first thing I did when I got my bike back is I got back on the bike. I had right. to get back on the bike, Right. And it's the moments like if I, I've broken a collarbone, if I damage something physically, as soon as it's healed, the first thing I do is start using it yeah. because I want to make sure that it's still working again. So I just, I can't, you keep on confront, which is really weird because I guess that physical trauma or physical uh, situation yeah. in my life, I just go front and center and attack it. But I guess if it's an emotional one, I confront it, I discuss it, I come over it and then I'm done. But okay, okay, wait a second. So I, when you were talking about emotional situation, I think you 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 uh, you pictured something. You uh, you remembered. A, a, a yeah, a, but I'm also like I don't want to I don't want to share that. Okay, yeah, so, you that's know what? Why. You know what? Um, this exercise, you don't even have to tell me what it is. Okay, all right. That, that's the beauty of it. Okay, all uh, right. I wouldn't do it here if it wasn't. No, no. <laughs> okay. So when you talked about an emotional experience, I saw you remembered an emotional. Yeah, experience. yeah. I yeah. went right to it. Yeah, yes. you went right to it. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we could do that. You don't have to tell me anything about it. Okay. Nothing. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, okay. So it's going to sound funny, but just work with me. Do it with me. The feeling, the representation of it, if, you, if it was a, uh, a shape in front of you, what shape would it be? Well, the first shape that came to my mind would be a heart shape. Interesting. 
Okay. And this is, this is like a negative, like it's a, an emotionally charged experience that, that's like hurting you? It's not hurting me these days. No. It's not. But it's something from my past. Okay. Because when, when you went to it, it was a little bit, I think. Yeah. Okay. But I, I just like, okay, so I don't, see, I don't know that's how better. you. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you want to, how do you want to do that? So you have to go into the feeling. I forgot to mention that. You have to go into the, into the feeling, into the memory. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm doing that right now. Right. So you're asking me about a shape and that's the first shape that I'm connecting with that situation. Heart. Yes. Okay. Um, where is it in front of you? Is it like here, up, down, side, side? It's up. Up where? It's higher. It's like up. Up. Okay. Uh, what color is it? Red. Is it light, dark? It's almost pale. Pale. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, is it like solid or is it, is it flowing? It's slightly out of focus. Slightly out of focus. Uh, but it is a solid, it's a solid um, item, but it's slightly out of focus on the edges. But it's a solid, so it's not moving, okay. No. Uh, and you say, so it's pale. Is it like light or dim? I wouldn't say it's dim. It's just pale. It's, it's, just pale, like, okay. it's like a pale tone. Pale tone, okay. Um, okay, so we'll do this. Make it, like, bring it into focus. Because you said it was, like, uh, fuzzy on the outside. Bring it into focus. Okay, all right. Does that feel different? It lowers it. It lowers the feeling. It lowers the where it is represented. Okay, where is it now? It's probably more at eye level now. Like here? Okay. Yeah. So, like, in front of you? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, it's in focus. Now, instead of pale, what's your favorite color? Green. Green, okay. So let's make it green. Okay. How does that feel now? It's confusing. Good. Okay. Good. Uh, now you said it was solid. Let's make it like moving. The color is like moving inside of it. Okay. How does that feel? It's adding to the confusion. Good. And I'll explain why that's good after. Okay. Um, okay. Now uh, move it to your right. Okay. How do you feel? It's not moving anymore. Okay. Yeah, it's not moving anymore. How much are you feeling that feeling now? It's getting heavier. It's getting heavier, okay. Yeah. So it actually might be coming up now yeah. as we're processing it. So stay with it. Okay. Go back to the center. Okay. How do you feel now? It's about the same. Okay. Move it to your left. It's gotten lighter. It's gone lighter? Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait lighter. Wait, light, wait. Yeah. Okay. Back to center. Okay. To your right again. It feels about the same, but it, for whatever reason, it feels like it's heavier. It's heavier here. Yes. Okay. What about if you move it upright? It's, um, how do I describe it? It feels more like a loss. Okay. Got you. Center again, center right. Yeah. Down, right? That starts to make it disappear when it goes down. Like you don't see it anymore? Yeah. Okay. Bring it center. Okay. Oh, sorry, right? Center. Okay. Okay, so see how you feel now. Okay. Actually, you know what? Let's bring it to the right because that's where the heaviness was. Bring it to the right. Okay. Feel how you feel. Okay. Now start making it smaller. Okay. Smaller, smaller. Yeah, it's disappearing. And how are you feeling right now? Anxious now a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, like there's a tense. There's um, 
uh, like a constriction. Okay. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That I wasn't feeling at the beginning of this whole thing. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So small. So now it's going to start going further away. Oh, far away. And as it goes further, it goes smaller, further, smaller, yeah. further, smaller, further, yeah. smaller, further, smaller, smaller. Yeah. It keeps going automatically on its own. Okay. Until you can't even see it anymore. Okay. How are you feeling right now? It feels lighter now. Because I can already see it. Because you can't see it? Yeah. Right. feels lighter. Yeah. And then how does it feel? How, how do you feel now? It's less constriction now. Less constriction, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think what was happening there is I think you, you probably blocked it when yep. it happened. And doing this, is part of this exercise is uh, processing the emotions again. Because we get stuck when we don't process the emotion. Mm-hmm. So I think what that did was process... Uh, the emotions, that's why you were feeling it more. Let's bring it back now to, when, like, to the original. Let's bring it back. Okay. And see how you feel. Well, now the heaviness went back on. The exact same? Yeah. Okay. So I would say, okay, so we can't do much more here because we'd, we'd have to talk a little bit more, but uh, I would say you have to process that. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what's going on here, and that would take longer. So, we so process what? The definition of that? No, so it's not intellectually, it's emotionally. Okay. For, you have to feel this out. Got it. Even though like you've taught yourself to kind of like always push through, <laughs> you have to feel this out. So that's what you do. You work with couples on that, so you try to figure out what that emotional has happened in their life. If that's with couples, but uh, I think we were talking about like for personal coaching, yeah, if yeah. someone comes in. Um, so in this case, it sounds like this is something from the past. Oh, it was, it's way past. Yeah. It was way past. You, yeah. you kind of pushed it down and it's coming up now. You need to pro- emotionally process it. An easy way to do that, uh, you could play around with on your own time, is if you look down to your right, because when you look, when you, I'll, I'll mirror you, when you look down to your right, you're emotionally expressing but then if you do it down to your and left. And then down to your left. You're suppressing it. You're remembering the old, uh, oh, okay. the old feeling. The, those, those are called eye axis and cues. So on your own time, I would even move my, my eyes from side to side around and see how, how that, if, if that helps process the emotion. So what's happening to th- myself or a person physically at that point? Why I was feeling a little constricted, right? Okay, so, so firstly, you were feeling confused, right? Yes. Which is an amazing thing. Every time someone feels confused, it's because we broke a pattern. Okay. Because you were like, someone was like stuck in the pattern. And the confusion means we broke the pattern and your brain's trying to figure out what's going on. Got it. That's why I said good. I think that anxiousness, um, the feeling of anxiousness was, number one, it was coming out again. So it was processing. And you're like, oh my God, because that's, it was a very emotionally charged event. Yeah, but it's always been there. Like I haven't forgotten that. It's always been there, right? right. But I guess I haven't really confronted it. Exactly, yeah. Okay. You pushed it down, you, you, know, you moved forward, that kind of thing. So I think that was happening. Also, when something's, when something's been like that for so long and it starts moving, I believe, um, like naturally, your body starts going boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom, because it's just, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, it's almost like you moved something that was there for so long. And it feels very uncomfortable in a way, quote unquote, scary in a way. Yeah. Like your body reacts that way, even if yeah. it's not. So that might be happening as well. So you've had a lot of success with couples 
Like when you're so this is more for like individual. Individual. Someone right? had like a okay. uh, an emotionally charged event. What was it called again? Um, uh, so I use I use NLP. Okay. Neuro linguistic programming, which is like uh, waking hypnosis. Uh, and the example I did, so this is an event that um, the car accident was something that, that had just happened one or two weeks prior. Um, so again, some people, you know, they would have to talk about it for months or years or whatever. I worked with this person. It was something like 20 minutes gone. And she was fine. <laughs> and she was fine. And now she's able to get into the car. No she problem was, at all. You know, she needs to drive to her parents at that time. She needs to do all this stuff. So what did you do? A similar thing? A similar you... thing. Yeah. Okay. I think in this, so in your case, this was like an old thing and it's looked like you had to like, there was more processing to do. Yeah. And maybe on your own time, maybe not, you know, in a studio. Uh, but in this case, it was only, uh, uh, you know, something like two weeks prior. It was a family member. They were comfortable with me. They cried for a couple minutes, and then they felt peace. They were able to go into, like, uh, the, the car now, and they said everything's everything's fine. Wow. What are the other things that you do as well? Oh, gosh. Lots of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been doing it, Giovanni? My whole life. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How young are you? Uh, how, how young do I think I look like? I don't know. No, I guess. I don't think I Late 30s. Here. 36, yeah. There you go. That was my guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people go, you're so mature. You must yeah. be 40. I'm like, ah, oh, not really. It's got, it's got nothing to do with maturity, man. But you do other things as well, too. I just want you to share it with other people if you want, if they want to reach there's out so many to you. Th- what are you thinking of like that? What do you mean? Like, I'm just, there's so many, like, are you, is there something you wrote down? No, no, like? just from your website because there's other, I mean, you, you talk about all, all kinds of stuff, right? So it's like overcoming oh, challenges and things like that so right? yeah so, so that's for marriage and uh, couples coaching yeah and i want i want people to see like they, i want them to go through a list and be like oh yeah there's you know trust building or emotional connection or i just that's for someone to see i'm really focusing now on marriage uh coaching and couples coaching because i think if you're not happy in your mar- uh, in your relationship you're not happy yeah and i think that's an area that people they might ignore themselves or whatever but if their relationship is suffering they're going to come in <laughs> And I think relationships are so important. So that's what I'm really focusing on now. Um, And for the life coaching thing, it's, I bring people back to who they really are. So they feel, people call me when they're not feeling self-love. They're not feeling confident. And they're not feeling uh, motivation. And when I say motivation, I do not, I do not mean that rah, rah, rah motivation. I mean where you have that drive. Whatever naturally motivates you. Got it. You know, let's say if you came in and you were unmotivated, I'd find out firstly what your top two needs really are. Okay, we find out their growth and, and uh, variety. Are you growing? You'd probably be like, I'm not because I, I, I thought that was bad to grow. You would never say Or maybe that, but, you're thinking that you're not growing fast enough or you're not, things are not moving quickly enough. Okay, so that's, a, that's another pattern I have to, like, I have to figure out. Yeah. Got so it. What's, so some people, they might have this pressure on themselves to always grow, always grow, always grow. The growth part is natural. The pressure is not. But they've been pushing themselves, pushing themselves, pushing themselves. They get a little bit burnt out. What's even the points anymore? I'm getting kind of tired. And I come and now I feel unmotivated. It's not that you're unmotivated. It's that you've been running this pattern of pushing yourself. So what I would do is I would help them break that pattern. So they just get back to what's naturally, their natural growth uh, level. So that's when they feel motivated. Getting back to who they really are, that's when they feel the self-love. Getting back to who they really are, that's how they feel the confidence because they know they know what their skills are, they know what their abilities are, and they could now hmm. maximize. So like I'm really good at <laughs> I've studied personalities. 
I'm really good at point pinpointing um, someone's personality. And I think you, you kind of saw me yeah. doing that here. Yeah. <laughs> Someone points in, you know, someone's personality. Like for example, like your, uh, you know, top cognitive function it's called is um, you like to get results. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything like so much for you is about results. <laughs> you'll organize things, you'll whatever it's for results. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you want to complete something. You want to get to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody's like that. That's the thing. <laughs> and I know that sounds weird. Yeah. It seems weird, right? Uh, but I got to find out what, what, what makes you tick. If results make you tick and you'll organize things, you'll read things, you'll do whatever to make it happen and you, you want to grow. And I, I bet you, you love to contribute to your, like, to your clan, to the mm -hmm. people closest to you. Mm -hmm. You're always trying to add value. So where does that come from, though? Uh, does that start as a, as a kid? Or does that start, like, when's that, when do you realize that that's what you have, that you want to have results, that you want to achieve certain things? I think that's naturally, like, that's how your brain works. Okay. I think you're always like that. Okay. If you express that, you know, growing up or not, that's different, but. Um, that's everybody's different. Yeah. But I, I bring people into how your brain, how your brain works, how your personality works. You love results. You love helping your clan. You love adding value. You love building things. Yeah. Right, you're you're intuitive as well, right? I'm not disagreeing with any of the stuff that you're bringing up, man. <laughs> like it's almost the show's been about me and stuff like that. But no, it's great. I just want to let everybody know. So sure. I mean, let me share out the deeds before we do the twelve questions. Uh, so you're a life coach, marriage coach, couples coach, but you're all different kinds of coaches as well too. No, yeah, yeah those as well. So website is www.inspireyourselflc.org, and the email to get a hold of you is inspireyourselflc at gmail.com. And on IG, it's life underscore coach underscore Toronto, and his phone number is 647-231-5727. You ready for the 12 questions? I'll change it up to relationships. Yes, Instead please. of construction. <laughs> What's your favorite relationship word? Uh when I was reading these questions, they're so hard, but uh, <laughs> relationship word. You know what? The first one that came to me. Uh, I don't even know what that would be. Really. Was love, even though that sounds so sappy. Love, connection. Love, sure. Yeah. What's your least favorite relationship word? <laughs> uh, I feel the anger, but I can't figure out what the word is. Um, Just failure? Or I don't know. Change. Change. Like someone trying to change you kind of thing. What turns you on about relationships? Oh, the connection. The, yeah, the connection. What turns you off about relationships? The restriction of someone trying to restrict you. What's your favorite curse word? Can we say that? Yeah, of course, <laughs> man. I don't swear that much. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? My limo. Your limo? <laughs> What's your least favorite vehicle? Um, a tricycle. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. I'm long, not a vehicle guy. Time, not. <laughs> uh, what uh, relationship or sound or noise do you love? I don't know what the hell that going to be. Like, what, what relationship, sound, or noise do you love? <laughs> oh, now I know how, like, famous people feel when they have to answer these questions. <laughs> well, the original question is what construction, sound, or noise do you love? But we oh, changed, okay. So I just changed the word what construction to relationship. So what relationship, sound, or noise do you love? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> What relationship sound or noise do you hate? <laughs> Yelling. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day, Giovanni? You know how much I've thought about that and I can't figure anything else out. There's nothing <laughs> no, else? No, you know what? I actually could. Dancer. Dancer. 
What profession would you not like to do? Working in an office. <laughs> that one comes up a lot on this show. Is it really? <laughs> oh, it does. Lots. Not a cubicle, not an office. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? <laughs> when I read this question, I thought that was funny. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Have fun and Have connect fun. with people. Have uh-huh. fun. Giovanni, thank you so much, man, for being on the show. Thank you, man. It was actually, like, it was funny to meet you, and then we get chatting, and then I'm like, come on the show, and we get talking. So there it's like, this has been a good talk. I Very like cool. It. Thank, thank you, you so very much. much. I hope someone, you know, people reach out to you and they have some chatting with you because there's a lot of uh, help that's needed in uh, relationships. Nobody's got it figured out. No one's perfect. Right, right. Okay. Thank you very much. We're out of here, Angelina.